0: So, something happened very recently um, that made me begin to think more about my thoughts versus God's thoughts, right? Or my ways versus God's ways. And it's a very clear cut distinction between light and darkness. You know, so um, a couple of weekends ago, or say just the past weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So my husband and i decided you know to take the kids to the park it was a beautiful day the temperature was high in the 70s nice and warm outside so it was an amazing day to be out in the park and so we recently got our kids um this very cool electric scooters and so it was a great opportunity to have them enjoy it you know uh, as they wanted and so this park we went to was just a few miles away from the house even though it was in a different city it's a park we've been to before so you know, um, unfortunately that day, or would I say fortunately, I don't know, but the park was unusually crowded. Uh, of course people were having, you know, parties and groups and kids were there. The, The slides were full of kids and all of that. So, um, just to cut the long story short, my son, we went with my son's scooter but my daughter said she didn't want to ride her scooter and we left it in the trunk whatever so we get to the park we decide to stay in a particular area and we uh, kept my son's scooter somewhere just around where we were standing and my son and my husband decided to go play soccer and i took my daughter to the swing just one second that i took my eyes off that scooter it got stolen like it happened in the twinkling of an eye <laughs> and so at that moment what came to my mind was oh okay if I be just a kid that has a scooter playing around that's fine I mean you know I'll probably just have them return it when they're done but unfortunately that was not the situation the scooter was really stolen now we decided to just do like a quick hunt maybe we would find someone riding the scooter down the road or somewhere around the park this is a really big park we are just in one section and that hunt was fruitless <laughs> Needless to say that our stay at the park was shortly because we had to up and leave at some point. My husband was like, you know what, let's just forget about it. But the reason why I shared that story was because the thoughts that ran through my mind at the moment when we were looking for this scooter actively were not very, very pleasant thoughts, no. They weren't very nice. (laughs) They weren't the things that I would think on a regular day if I wasn't emotionally high and upset you know um one of the thoughts that i thought to myself was if i did find who took the scooter i was going to make sure that i spoke to them in such a conscience streaking manner that would make them tear up now i wasn't thinking about that in a place of love no i wasn't thinking about that in a place of trying to convict someone of the wrongdoing i was thinking about it more in a place of punishing someone For punishing me, or my family, or my son, most importantly, right? So it wasn't coming from a place of love. And Another thought that came to my mind very sincerely is, oh my God, I just hope that whoever is riding this scooter just trips over. You, you need to learn a lesson for stealing, right? That was the next thought that came to my mind. And it's funny because when we were driving home, I, I told my husband about these thoughts that I thought, and I was trying to get justification for them, you know, to say, you know, these are the things that I was thinking, Was is that okay? Is it okay I was thinking that way? And it's funny how, if we want to think about it deeply, our thoughts, sometimes do not always align with the thoughts of God or the way he would want us to think. Sometimes our ways don't align with his ways. And so while we drove home, I I started thinking. Now, the good thing is my son, whose scooter was stolen, was not even upset. He was more shocked than upset. You know, and that I figured out with everything that was happening and even at the end of the day, at night, while I, I asked him questions. For me, I was just thinking more, you know, at that moment when I was really emotionally unhappy that that would happen to my son. You know, why, if it wasn't my scrittum, to I wouldn't even care. It's fine, take it. But my child's screw. <laughs> you know, so it was just that mother instinct and, you know, so, but while we drove home, I, I started thinking about the thoughts that I was thinking. And those two thoughts instances that I gave, that I just mentioned, were just two out of the others. I don't want to mention the others because they weren't really nice. So I started thinking while we were driving home and, you know, and I started wondering what can I think about this whole situation? How can I see it differently? you know, that if I had the opportunity to really see the person and speak to the person, what would I be saying, right? At that moment, the Holy Spirit started ministering to me and I started thinking differently and I said, what if the person who took this scooter, whether it be a teenager or a a younger child, what if that's a foster child? What if it's a child who has Endlessly ask the parents for an electric scooter and they never the parents were not financially able to provide them with one What if it was a child who who was less privileged? What if what if it's a child who who is from a a broken home and and They have this unhealthy background and they don't understand what it means not to take what belongs to someone so at that moment I kind of started giving excuses for this person right and I started praying for this person I started having a different thought and, and I started praying more for for, um, you know, this person to find peace, to be convicted of their sins. I prayed, prayed for forgiveness and for salvation for that person I prayed for financial victory because the truth is, we don't know what that person is going through now. The point that I'm trying to make when we compare our thoughts with the thoughts of God, the truth is, like I mentioned earlier, it's like light and darkness. Right, you cannot think godly thoughts without the help of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you need to have the Holy Spirit to think godly thoughts. Right? From the fruits of the Holy Spirit comes forgiveness. Now, I, I, I started thinking about it, and I realized, you know, what well, forgiveness is not really a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a manifestation of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, if I have patience, if I have self-control right? If I have gentleness, it is from that fruit that I'll be able to manifest forgiveness to someone who offended me or who did something to to make me unhappy, right? So, the truth is, without the Holy Spirit, it is just almost impossible, if I would say impossible, for you to have godly thoughts. It doesn't come from nowhere, right? Because the truth is, Only God can give us the grace to live like Him. Only God. We can do all we can and try to be self-righteousness and struggle, but you're going to find out that you're struggling by your own power, by your own might. You're trying to be everything for you by yourself. You cannot live a righteous life outside of God. That would be self-righteousness, and that would just be you doing what you think is right outside of the help of the Holy Spirit. So we can really try all we want, but we can never attain that righteousness by ourselves. We can never attain um, understanding the thoughts of God by ourselves. It's interesting that in my church this year, you know it's all about um spiritual alignment aligning ourselves with the will of god making sure that our thoughts our ways our actions our emotions our feelings our decisions in life align with god and there's nothing that is more important than that if you are a child of god if if you are born into the family of christ aligning yourself with god is very critical to your spiritual growth and development to so striving to be like our father who, who is holy, who is pure, who is light. Striving to shine that same light is something that we can only do by the help of the Holy Spirit. And so that is why you get to a point in your Christian walk with God, and it's like you cannot afford to walk on without the Holy Spirit. There's this song that Sissy Winers did very recently that I, I, I mean, I love so much. Um, and it is, it's a song about a hunger and a thirst, right? It's, it's Some of the words says, there's a hunger and a thirst. I, I am desperate. Immerse me. You know, Lord, I'm ready. I, I'm not going to wait anymore. I just need you to immerse me. And she said some words at the end of that song that talked about the fact that we just cannot live this life without the holy help of the Holy Spirit. We just need Him to be able to live, to be able to walk, make decisions that please Him. So for me, that entire incident kind of brought me back to thinking about practical Christianity because it's very easy to talk about right and wrong. It's very easy to post about good and bad and talk about, you know, all these nice things that make you look like you're spiritually sound. But when you're faced with a situation that causes you to be practical about your faith, how do you handle it? And I think that is where the real assignment comes. It's not so much about what you say, you know how they say that you preach a better sermon by the life you live than by the words you speak? That is so true. And I think that is the point where I've gotten to where I'm beginning to take a step back and just reanalyze my my actions, reanalyze my motives for the things that I do. Am I doing it because I want people to praise me? Am I doing it because I think it's the right thing? Or am I doing it from a place of understanding of who I am in Christ and what Christ expects of me? And so when I started thinking of those thoughts, I started allowing the holy spirit to change the way that i think and i feel like that is where you begin to practicalize your christianity and the things that you know because christianity is is for me it is not a religion it's, it's what people say oh it's one of those religions no it's not and i feel like i by the grace of god i want to do a series on this whole christianity and just talk about what it is what i think or believe it is And, you know, hoping that I'll get insights and, you know, comments from anyone listening as to what we think. And I just thought I should share this. One thing I believe is that encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. You know, we learn from each other. We learn every day. And for anyone striving to continue to walk with God... I pray for a release of grace upon you to live to the glory of his name. For anyone struggling spiritually, I pray for a release of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. To help you in your journey. To help us all on our journey because we need him. We cannot do this on our own. And so I want to encourage you, Albert. You know, if you're struggling with anything, the only answer is in Jesus' There is no other name that saves. There is no other name that is able to give peace except Jesus. And so I want to encourage you today to align your thoughts, to align your ways with his, and you you, you will be better for it. Till I come your way next time, stay blessed, stay sanctified. God bless you.